the upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Get it going right here, right now. This is New Generation Declassified, and you're listening to an all-new New Generation Declassified here exclusively on the two-man power trip of wrestling podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week we take a journey back in time and look at those years of the World Wrestling Federation from about 1993 to 1997, the New Generation era. Uh, I call it the Federation in Transition. Thought of that all by myself. Uh, but today, we go back and look at, nonetheless, something I don't think I've ever heard of before as I'm joined here by, I can't believe we're doing a show, just me and you, uh, Mr. Husey himself, Adam Hughes, joining me. What's up, Husey? It's uh, going great. I'm having a two Guinness. I've been, I'm drinking one now. I've got a backup prepared. <laughs> I have numerous notes prepared for this uh, thing. It's one of my uh, <clears throat> perfect vocabulary words. <laughs> and uh, if anyone ever catches the video version of this, this is not my usual hair or look. I'm not a baseball hat guy. The lockdown uh, is still going on. We can't go to the hairdressers, maybe at the end of the month. So that is why. Don't worry about it. The video is just for my purposes only because I like to rip the, the audio from it. I actually like to use it, you know, I like to switch it up a little bit, but I thought you were doing the baseball cap because of me. I thought you were doing like uh, simpatico. No, no, it's called well, it's pronounced St. Patrick's Day, and uh, it's just the worst fucking her ever. Like this is what it's like. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I would take the hat off, but it kills the gimmick. You know what I mean? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't take the hat off. It kills the illusion. Uh, but yeah, man, I got to be honest with you. I, I to talk about uh, you know an actual wrestling topic with you. I mean, we've riffed on all the uh, the the fun of get my go. I've had you on with Francine. You know, we've never had a chance to really chit chat. You've done, uh, you know, the John Paz versus show like six times. I'm still trying to get on it. Uh, just if anybody wants to know, uh, but no, I mean it's uh, it's different. I mean, you tell me. I I didn't really know what kind of fan you were, but I kind of figured the old school stuff was more in your wheelhouse. So tell me about uh, you know you as a fan. You said you're a '90s mark. Oh, uh, pretty much anything '90s. Uh, whether it's music, movies, songs, porn, terror attacks, uh, criminals, that's for me. Uh, OJ is the best criminal ever, allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, like this is how much of a 90s mark I am. A couple of days ago, I stayed up to watch Super Mario Brothers, the movie, mm. on Amazon Prime, and I enjoyed it. It's nostalgic, you know. At the time, it was a steamy pile of dog shit. But, you know, <laughs> I, I guess in retrospect, it can be uh, maybe have a little bit of like, uh, what do you call it? Like sentimental uh, viewing, right? Maybe. Exactly. And uh, when it comes to pro wrestling, I think it was right up until around 2001 that I just had uh, like an addictive, I was obsessed with it. And then obviously school and social life took over. So I had the, you know, do stupid shit like fuck girls instead of watch the rock you know awful. by the way hello francine 
<laughs> yeah, how could you pick one or the, the other? Jeez, especially the early 2000s. My God, you know. you Come on, you could have watched your HLA. You could have watched uh, Necrophilia. You could have had a, basically a porno just watching Raw if you wanted to at one point. Oh, yeah. But I also used to read this uh, dirt sheet magazine called uh, Power Slam. And okay. it, they always had pretty great interviews and you would always get these little quotes and you the and the things that always stick with me is things that don't happen. Uh like for example, I'm a huge I know you'll you'll be shocked to hear this superhero fan. I love the comics and the and all that shit. I was thinking the other day that if Fantastic Four three had have happened, then the whole Marvel Universe thing would never have happened. So it's always that case of what if, what if. And when it comes to WrestleMania 9, based on dozens of shoot interviews, dirt sheets that I've read, I've picked up all this information for this uh, infamous cancelled card. Yeah. Which, when I interviewed Bruce Pritchard on It's Cheesy Hello, available on iTunes, it's Breaker, <laughs> uh, I brought these matches up to him and he denied them. But then on his own show... In separate episodes, he's admitted to all of them. So fuck you, Pritchard. I will get my revenge. Jeez, I mean, who would have thought he wouldn't have been uh, giving you the honest answer or giving uh, the truth uh, about something and saving it for his program? But, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Because, again, this is something that either I haven't put two and two together or maybe I've heard stuff and just never connected the dots. Uh, but WrestleMania 9, you know, it's basically it's the kickoff in the new generation era for WrestleMania. But... As much as things were changing, they went right back to being the same because, you know, old hat is what we were used to. And that's what Vince was kind of seeing he needed. So we'll talk about that. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about uh, growing up in this era. Were you, uh, you know, uh, in uh, maybe at your height with the new generation? Were you kind of a fan of the Hogan era? This is the branch between that and the attitude. So where were you at this point? Uh, I was at this point, I was, well, at, in the early 90s, I was a Mark Smart because I was a kid when you're supposed to be. Right. Then I kind of went casual for a while. And then around uh, 96, when the NWO happened, I just became a Mark on a level that's quite disturbing there, man. <laughs> Do you blur the lines maybe then? You know, do you think it was uh, it was real like they do now? You know, you think uh, maybe all these things were really happening? Yeah, but the thing is, it's like when you watch some of that shit with the NWO, it was so reality-based, like how they wouldn't come into the building. Right. And they would stay outside and vandalize the WCW guys' cars. Then when they ran out to fix their cars, the NWO would run into the building, attack someone, and it's like, yeah, that that that's what would happen. Yeah. And uh, that for me was then, plus uh, the video games at the time were fucking unbelievable. They were technology or technologically groundbreaking. The music, the the the, the fact that the T they Raw and SmackDown or sorry Raw and WCW was uh, one show a week, so you had to see it. Right. And if you, and if you didn't see it, you better hope that. A, a large part of it's included on some video release down the line because right. it's gone forever. It's gone, yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, and again, I just I had somebody uh, last week who was from the UK and grew up in the UK during that era. So he's telling me about how you know they got it. Uh, I forget where he said it was on. Maybe at that point it was on Sky Sports. There was a, a pay per view every so often, but. During this era, 93 to early 97, they weren't really, they would tour internationally, but they wouldn't do any big shows internationally. 
because I mean, I don't know, I guess they just didn't see the, the money there. So how did you kind of consume the television on a weekly basis? Just the raw, do they have the, you know, the superstars and the manias and those kinds of shows? Yeah. Well, uh, back uh, until um uh, like the, the two the later two thousands, we didn't have to pay for the pay per views. We got them all for free, and we would get the, the TV shows on delay. But back then, spoilers were easy to avoid. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the sort of shit that I just couldn't get enough of it, and especially because um, see, here's one of the things I've always got to rant about when when people say today, oh well, what wrestling needs is to mix things up and be an alternative. But here's the problem. In the 80s, it was PG. The only possible alternative is, is to go adult, and they did that in the 90s. So what's the alternative to the to the 90s, uh, to adult, going PG? So there's only two ways to go, and uh, so that that's why I think that it's in a state of flux. Plus, the, we're too old for it anyway. Oh, yeah, and that's, you know, but that's why I do this show is I look back at that stuff from the mid-90s where, okay, you know, get into my teens and I know wrestling's uh, a work. I know it's not uh, two guys really fighting in the ring. But that was until you saw ECW. And that had to be real, you know, versus everybody yeah. else. Uh, Speaking but- of which, uh, hello, Francine. <laughs> she does love this show. She, uh, <sighs> she she does love some new generation stuff. But, yeah, it's it, it's kind of weird because we look back at the stuff now. And we say, well, does it hold up? Is it is it something that we can look at and say, all right, that, that was good then. It's stale good now. Or do you look back and go, wow, man, that was really shitty then and – you know, I just didn't know because I was, you know, 13. Yeah, it's weird because I was thinking about it the other day, about like the top storylines of all time. And obviously, I'd go with the obvious ones of like NWO versus Sting, Austin versus McMahon. But one of the ones that doesn't get spoken about a lot is from the new generation era. Uh, do you remember Lex Luger versus Tatanka? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did a whole show about it on this one. That was fucking incredible. Yeah. And uh, when I uh, that that storyline, I think would hold up today. Yeah, and with the twist and everything, and ah, did you see it coming? That's the question. Nobody's seen that. I didn't see it coming. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the great part. You look back and you say, you know what? All right, maybe if I watch it now, I really see the. uh, Yeah, all right, we saw it coming. But then it was like, no, this guy was like, you know, the the primo baby face. He you wouldn't see the the. Native American Tatanka turning heel, but he took the money. Yeah, you sold out, Lex. You sold out. <laughs> and, and I just want to point out that Tatanka has the exact same face as Conan. <laughs> now, is that, a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, yeah, I think Conan's a very handsome devil, wouldn't you say, there, man? <laughs> I would. I, I would, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, nonetheless, you know... Uh, you didn't look at it that way back then, but again, we were kids. We were we were young. We didn't look that far into it. Now we look back and say, yeah, it was obvious. Uh, but that was the simplicity of this era. So let's talk about uh, WrestleMania 9. Now, I know it as the outdoor show, you know, Hulk Hogan coming out at the end, getting the big victory, uh, you know, whether or not that was a good move, it, it had to be done. Tell me what you've kind of pieced together through these uh, shoot interviews and clips and all this good stuff you have. Yeah, well, for, for those that don't know, uh, well, I would assume that they would, but back then, and from 92, most of that year, business-wise, it was a horrible, horrible time, and they were playing the much smaller venues that still weren't selling out. Uh, merchandise sales had slowed all this shit. It just wasn't good. So Vince thought, right, I'm going to go all out 
for WrestleMania, and we're going to get back on track, and we're going to go for the biggest fucking card possible, and we're going to really change stuff. But through a bunch of horrible legal and life uh, issues, every planned match they had at some point was cancelled to the point that I've heard Pritchard himself say the WrestleMania 9 was the first time Vince knew going into a show this is not a great event. Yeah. So it was like Vince's biggest show of the year that he knew was bad. And uh, he had all kinds of matches planned that, that on paper looks fucking amazing. And when you see what the card then became, it's uh, quite shocking. It's almost as bad as the one they got coming up. <laughs> now, it's good. I mean, again, it's another. It's a retrospect thing. I did not like it at the time, and, and I remember not liking it for a long time. But now I can look back at it and say, all right, I like this guy, this guy, and this guy. If I had to watch it, which I haven't, I would. But, you know, it, mm. it's not good if you look at it based off of WrestleMania 8 or WrestleMania 7 or 6. It's, it's definitely it's fallen off a little bit. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, – but see, that's one of the things. I was on the – the Rad Rob podcast a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever. Hey guys, <laughs> and uh, we we was talking about the fact that WrestleMania, while it's the most beloved event, there's not that many good WrestleManias. Like WrestleMania five is shit. <clears throat> WrestleMania six is terrible. Seven's not great. Eight is my personal favorite, and uh, so on and so on. Somebody just said WrestleMania 5 was underrated. I had to point out that no, it was not underrated. It was perfectly rated because nobody says it's, like you said, as, as bad, as, as shitty, but it's also loaded with every legend that you could possibly throw the yeah. freaking book at. So you can't say it's that it's that bad because you got Hogan, Savage, Piper, Warrior. You got the cast of characters. So I wouldn't say underrated. I wouldn't say overrated. I'd say it's perfect there right in the middle. Perfect. <laughs> perfectly rated. Buy the T-shirt. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, but, yeah, so let's hear. So what, what are some of these things you put together? Okay, well, I'm going to start from – from. well, I've put these in match order as if I was well, If you were booking it. Fantasy booking now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you really do a lot. That's pretty good. Uh, one of the uh, the matches that I've read that was planned that uh, uh, Pritchard has confirmed was obviously at WrestleMania 9 we got Doink versus Crush. But the original plan was to be Doink versus the British Bulldog. And the Bulldog was going to get that storyline that crushed it. But then Bulldog got fired for steroids and all yeah. that shit. So obviously uh, that was cancelled. So so Bulldog taking the crush role of getting beat up by Doink with the cast and taken out and coming back and looking like complete goof fighting three clowns <laughs> in the middle of an outdoor arena. Uh, so originally supposed to be for the Bulldogs. So where, where, where are you seeing this stuff? This is reading articles and piecing together different things that might have happened. Well, well, that one actually came from, uh, what was the name of the, that was from Doink himself. What was that guy's name? Oh, Matt Bourne. Yeah. He, I, I remember he did an interview on a YouTube channel called uh, TV tracks. And then he'd said that apparently a Doink versus Hulk feud was planned once too. Some of those guys from that era tend to embellish a tad. <laughs> and Matt Bourne, who uh, you know, I, I've I've heard some things about, might have been uh, might have heard things a certain way, but might necessarily have been going that way. But all right, so Bulldog and Doink. All right, I could take that over Crush and Doink. 
I did yeah, love and, and, crush. And think about how much of an opening that would have been with the whole with the colors and the, the, the lights and the production. But I just had to point out that the British Bulldogs English uh nuclear bomb England and I'm glad that Prince Philip is dead. <laughs> That's fresh news. That just came off the presses. Even though I think he died about eight years ago, he's he's <laughs> pronounced dead today. Uh, the the second match that I've that, that this one's been confirmed by dozens of people, so this is undisputed. They wanted to do Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty in a cage match, okay? Because they'd had the match at Royal Rumble, yeah. Uh, on, on the house shows, they'd been doing a lot of preparation cage matches, right. but then Jannetty, as usual, uh, getting into drugs, all that shit. So that was then cancelled to uh, Shawn versus uh, it was a Tatanka. Uh, Sean Tatanka. Yep, a second match on the card. Not, it's not very good. Uh, it, it was what it was. Uh, Janetti and and Sean were having amazing matches on the uh, the house shows. Uh, Janetti says it was probably the best matches they ever had. We're leading up to that Royal Rumble, and the Royal Rumble one is okay, but it's not great. It's not what you would think two guys that just spent the last six years together with every night would have a match on pay per view. Wasn't that great? I just spilled that fucking second beer all over myself. I could see, I could, I could see it on the visual side of things. I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking tea. What a puss! <laughs> but but oh, I would, but uh, I deserve it. <laughs> no, but I think that that's such a shame that with Janetti and Shawn Michaels, that uh, considering how good they both were, we never really got that pay per view blow off to the story of right. Like because because it was meant to happen at WrestleMania eight, and then obviously it ended up being. Uh, El Santana or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Matador. Oh, yeah. El, El Matador to you. <laughs> uh, this next one is uh, actually the only one that Pritchard confirmed that was planned for the card. Uh, fat land bastard. Uh, Mr. Perfect versus Ric Flair. Which would have been the blow off of their feud rather than it had been just a throwaway match on a Monday Night Raw in January 93. Yes, but apparently the issue here was that Flair wasn't willing or didn't really want to do another job. Right. So he said, so that sort of led to him and Vince not getting along, and words were exchanged. So it ended up being a replacement. Was it Luger versus? Uh, that was Perfect. that's Luger and per- it's perfection versus narcissism, or as uh, the brain would say, narcissist. It would be. <laughs> Narcissus versus perfect, which I mean, that's okay. The match was not good, but oh, on paper, all right, really big dude jacked up and, you know, a guy with the perfect, you know, whatever, the perfect uh, repertoire. It's good on paper, but flair perfect, I guess that would have been a little bit better. And you know the thing I love about the flair and perfect match is there's a post-match angle where Luger cheats to win, Mr. Perfect chases him backstage, yeah. And then Luger's just standing there having a conversation with Shawn Michaels, like, like, hey, so did you hear that Prince Philip is dead? You know, and then that leads to the brawl between Perfect and Shawn Michaels. But I just think that sort of shit is crazy. Look at this right. fucking hair. That's all it took to create an angle in '93. Now that's that hair. That's that's like uh, you're not even going '93-ish. You're going like uh, early Kurt Cobain before uh, you know he grew it out. That's yeah. you're going like '91. I feel like modern Kurt Cobain. You look like uh, modern Kirk Cobain. You might even look like modern Prince Philip, if I was to say so. Um, uh, even worse, you look like modern Courtney Love. <laughs> Which side of her? That's the only question. 
Ugh. <laughs> Would you have ever buying Courtney Love? I I wouldn't bang Courtney Love with your dick. Okay, that's that's how much I wouldn't. Um, but uh, are we talking ninety three Courtney Love? That's that might be. Oh God, no! That might be a little different. <laughs> and that celebrity skin video, I'd bang her like uh, Dave Grohl's snare drum. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, sorry. Right, so we got Janetti <laughs> and uh, and Shawn Michaels, uh, Mister Perfect, and Ric Flair, and the Bulldog and Doink. So those are three alternatives but what else you got uh another match that was spoken about apparently uh, right up until uh december was uh the undertaker versus yokozuna okay which uh, the apparently that was canceled because they didn't want the uh, yokozuna to do such a high profile job at okay. the time and uh which i can understand why considering that they had plans to make him champ uh that would have been great because uh, that obviously was delayed until Royal Rumble ninety right. uh, ninety four. Yeah, could have been good. Could have been uh, shit. Yeah, I mean at that point he really only beat you know lower tier baby faces, so would have been a step up. But you know you're not beating the Undertaker at that point either. This is the 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 heartbreaker that I wish so badly would have happened, and I'd love to have seen it. Before uh, there was um, another firing, much like Bulldog over drugs violations, Vince wanted to put on Macho Man versus Ultimate Warrior 3, hmm. which would have been fucking great because they had that classic at WrestleMania 7. Right. Fucking amazing. They had a, another good rematch at Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam 92, and this would have been the blow-off to see who can win. As to who who gets you know wins the series, right? But then obviously Warrior fucked that up with uh, right. taking a lot of drugs. the The backup plan, which was also I've read was supposed to happen, was Macho Man versus Razor Ramon. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, but Pritchard said that on the road they had a bunch of matches that were so bad that it led to arguments between Vince and uh, Razor, uh, Vince and Macho. So that was then shut down. Okay. To the to the fact that it ended up being Macho Man doing commentary. <laughs> commentary with uh yeah with with the Macho Toga. Yeah, instead we get Razor Ramon versus Bob Backlund. Now think about that. Classic, right? Now, not uh, obviously going in that direction. The Razor Ramon cost Macho Man the belt. So that's uh, the yeah, the yeah, the fall early fall of '92. So look, you got to remember this, folks, too. If you don't know this, if you're not familiar with it, they would build these WrestleMania angles for the better part of six plus months. It mm -hmm. wasn't two weeks out, and we're just naming you know the semi main event. This is six months out, so it makes sense. Every one of these makes sense, except for Bulldog uh, and Doink. I can't wrap my head around that one. Uh, this one. It is and I could show you. Uh, I could send you a photograph after this of proof that this was at once planned, and they teased it. Hulk Hogan versus Giant Gonzalez. Yes, that I had heard before that that was a possibility. And anyone listening to this, you can Google a photograph where they had some sort of angle at a at a house show or whatever. Yeah, uh, that was uh, cancelled. Well, what Vince wanted to do was get a new historic moment. Business was done. Get everyone talking. They wanted Hulk to slam Giant Gonzalez. Right. The the problem is, is that Hulk Hogan at a teeny tiny six foot seven was too short. 
to be able to slam Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. So and once they they realized this this they can't do it, they canceled it. It makes sense too because uh, yeah, they and Giant Gonzalez is also be on Thunder and Paradise with the Hulkster mm-hmm. that summer, which he was filming as he was the WWF champion and you know sporadically coming back and forth, but. It, that, that perfectly makes sense. There's uh, and, and it works. But now this is also the slim down version of the Hulkster. This is mm-hmm. we're not taking some of those vitamins anymore, Hulkster. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, hello, Brooke. <laughs> you okay. got Warrior and Bulldog fired for drugs, steroids, failed tests, everything. But Hulk Hogan, all we got to do is tell him you got to come back like 50 pounds lighter and completely unrecognizable if you're not wearing the red and yellow. And I couldn't, it would look so dumb him standing next to Giant Gonzalez because mm-hmm. th- that height difference. And then he's thin, he's leaned out, wouldn't look good. Yeah. And the thing, and the fact is, that the problem that Giant Gonzalez is like, I'm, I'm kind of a, I wouldn't say a mark for him, but there's something about him that I really like. Okay. Like just, just the, the image of him. And you think, fuck, the, 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 what a, like, that's, that's a wrestling character. And, but, uh, yeah, like he, he, uh, I hate to say, but he, like he should have been put down at birth. Like he was destined to not be able to do anything. He was too big to play <laughs> to run. Uh, apparently, he had to have something like eight full meals a day because of his diabetes. Yeah, like it, like it must have been a miserable life. And then once he got into his late thirties, he couldn't walk, and it's like fuck. Imagine having legs that long that you couldn't yeah. move. Yeah, that's crazy. And then they're making you wear a, like basically a gorilla suit. With no genitals, you got your fur on the outside, but you don't have a uh, defined uh, <laughs> lower half of your body. Yeah, it was uh, it was strange, but at the same time, I've got to say, can you imagine the promos that Hulk would cut on Giant Gonzalez? No, it would have been great. But again, just go watch Thunder in Paradise, you know, and you get to see them square off as the henchman and uh, whatever his name was on uh, Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> I can't remember. Do you remember his name? Uh. I want to say it's like Hawk or Ace or <laughs> Chris Martin or something. Or... <laughs> well, that's you know, that goes without saying. Uh, definitely in the balding uh, category together. But oh yeah, and uh, the planned main event. Uh, this would have been really good. Bret Hart was always picked, or should I say, destined to headline WrestleMania Nine. He was always uh, going to be Vince's like new generation star or first attempt at a new generation star. Uh, the original plan was for the American hero, like the Lex Express angle, but not with Lex Luger. It was supposed to be Bret Hart versus Scott Steiner. Okay. And Never that was going to be, one. yeah, uh, Pritchard's confirmed that on his show, denied it to me, confirmed that the uh, Fat Conrad, Fat Con Conrad. <laughs> uh yeah, so Vince initially wanted to make Scott Steiner as the next like ultra American hero, but apparently Steiner didn't want to break up the Steiner brothers. Okay, so he turned down headline and that's why Vince and Steiner's relationship just never recovered because he's like like he's turning down WrestleMania main event to be so, a is he gonna be a baby face, mm-hmm. baby face American hero against Brett, another baby face. Yeah, although I don't know if Brett was going to be heel or face, but uh, either way it would have uh, worked. But I think that would have been a great match. I don't think that that main event would have been the draw, but I do think that that, that card, had it happened, uh, 
would have been fucking uh, wonderful there, man. Monumental. Yeah. <laughs> Huge monumental. I, I think uh, I'm definitely giving the main event spot to the Hogan Giant Gonzalez uh, for mm. the technical aspect of it. And the fact that Hogan is going off the air as the world champion at uh, WrestleMania 9. I think they give the nod to the Hulkster. But, I mean, you know, I, I could see the card being serviceable. But, it, you know, it is what it was. They didn't have a lot of main players at that point. Everybody was kind of rising the ranks. It's, it's it's like I say, it's the Federation in transition. It's just kind of a blah WrestleMania. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much like, and there's so like, and then you hear the backstage story that Vince had planned. What was it? Bam Bam Bigelow versus Kamala. And yeah. mid show, he said, fuck it. Don't yeah, put scrap, that out. Yeah. Scra- just scrap it completely. Yeah. But that's the thing about WrestleMania nine. It's got that weird thing where, uh, so many people talk about oh it's shit it's shit, but at the same time, nostalgia always wins. Yeah, like if 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 I remember there was one of the video games where if you'd have done all these like twenty different tasks, you would unlock the WrestleMania Nine venue. You go fuck yes. Why would I go to school? I'm gonna stay home and do a million suplexes. Yeah, and uh, kicks and grunts and like the three moves that you were able to do. On an old school video game. Uh, how about this? What about the? Uh, you you can't forget. How about the dark match? Your boy there, El Matador and uh, Papa Shango. I wonder if that was even going to happen. Maybe it would have been rebooked if they had the chance. But yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, because there's there's a bunch of stuff left off the card. Like uh, I don't know who what was the tag team uh, plans at the time. But uh, yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, like stuff like the Hogan and Beefcake versus uh, Money Inc. That's the like to see Hogan and DiBiase. That's cool with me. Yeah, th- I agree. It's really it. I mean, you got Macho Man sitting there like an idiot on the outside, just uh, calling the action. I know, it kind of hurts. Yeah, that's the they could have reformed the what were they called the Mega Powers? Yeah, you got Mega Powers. It could have been Mega Powers 2.0. Instead, you got they. That was the creative genius of Vince McMahon. We got a Hulk Hogan tag team. We already called one the Mega Powers. What should we call him and Beefcake? But I got to have Mega in the title. So, mm. Mega Maniacs. There you go. But yeah, what are you going to do? It, it's either card. Take take the fantasy booked one. Take the real one. Kind of works out to be the same show. I, I just think it's a shame we didn't get the uh, the Warrior versus uh, Hogan 3. Oh, sorry, Warrior versus uh, Macho 3. Yeah. So who's your guy growing up? In your area, like who? Who's is it? Hulk Hogan? Is it the Warrior? Who's the main guy? They're they're trying to push down your throat. Well, well, we always got uh, quite annoying. The British Bulldog, which fury is you really that? That see, I wouldn't. That, that's weird. Yeah. See, the, the problem is, is that there's so many people who know that Northern Ireland's part of the UK, but they yeah. don't under, They don't know the backstory to that and the political stuff. Right. It makes no sense that you would push the British Bulldog as the guy. Yeah, but that's but that's why over here, see, it, it's a weird thing. When SummerSlam '92 was happening, it was marketed as Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man, right? But it was only in England where they really were like, "Oh yeah, it's the Bulldog versus uh, Bret Hart." Huh? But you know uh, that WrestleMania, I don't have an ex- as as an extensive group of notes. That's not the only WrestleMania. That has like an infamous canceled card. If you're interested in a much shorter version, what do you got? I got uh, well, time in the world. As long as it's in the new generation era. Eh, no. All right. Now let, no, let me hear it anyway. Now let me hear it. It involves a new generation guy. Uh, it, it WrestleMania 18. Okay. 
Uh, they initially wanted to go with Hogan versus Vince. Uh, sorry, uh, Hogan versus Austin. Right. And uh, Austin shut that one down because he was being a dick. Yeah. Then they tried to do uh, Austin versus Triple H. They wanted to do face versus face. Or maybe Austin was a heel to drop the belt to Triple H. And he said no to that too. Just being a dick. Right. Uh, Pritchard himself said that at one point it was discussed that they were going to do Nash Hall and Hogan mm-hmm. versus Austin Rock and Triple H. But then they couldn't come up with a good enough title match to uh, cover up for that. Yeah, there's nothing they done. Yeah, and also at one time planned was Hall and Nash versus Undertaker and Kane. Right, and I think at one point Kane versus Nash is also uh, in the cards, but then Nash gets hurt. Yeah, which was weird, though, because Nash wasn't even booked on that show. He just stands there ringside with Hall. That was mm. it. So it's a, it's a, and they put uh, Angle and Kane together, right? Is that the one with Kurt Angle and Kane are just thrown together randomly in a match? Yeah, and it was weird because Nash worked uh, Raw the next day, so it's not like he couldn't have done something, right? But you know, yeah. So that that's my uh, infamous WrestleMania uh, rumor. The 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 WrestleMania nine we didn't get. Hey, I'll take it. You know, it's it is what it is, and it's that kind of cool stuff that you know I like about this show. It's we just yeah. look back and see what the uh, what the deal is. Uh, again, whether or not it would have been a better show, possibly. I mean, the show is what it is. It was an outdoor show that was cool. Some things you remember from it, and some things you're like, oh, okay. Bob Backlund and Razor Ramon ain't really popping off the old page twenty seven years later. Yeah. Well, what else was on WrestleMania nine? Uh, you had the Head Shrinkers and the Steiners. Mm. You had uh, Undertaker, Giant Gonzalez. Uh, man, what else that we didn't mention? You know, you had uh, Tatanka, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. Brett, Brett and Yoko. But that, that see, this is what I, what I find so. See, I'm always more interested in the shit that doesn't happen. Like, like, yeah. what? Why did this get canceled? Why? Like, <laughs> Because uh, there's so many dream matches we didn't get because the WWE was always like, oh, let, let's hold it off till next year, till next year, completely forgetting that people age. Right. Yeah, but back in the day, you could plan it out a year in advance, and more than likely, the guys, for the most part, would be there if they didn't get fired for a drug test or something. That 92, that end of 92, just completely ripped shit up. I mean, and then Nails had to go and ruin the whole thing and try to, you know... <laughs> Try to try to rape Vince McMahon, depending on who you ask, you know, or or or, or excuse me, Vince tried to rape Nails, uh, depending on who you ask. That's that's another thing that that I always find strange is that uh, they would bring Nails in to have a, a match at Survivor Series, and not like why why that'd be like doing Undertaker versus Kane at, at, at not at WrestleMania. Well, I think they would have had him around longer had he not had the uh, the dispute with uh, with Vince. But like, what was he going to do? You know, what are you going to do with the after you fight the big boss man? Where's the ex con going? But you know, the, the crazy thing is, if you watch uh, some of Neil's promos, they're they're fact they're fucking excellent. They're out there. Have you ever listened to them without the distortion? I didn't even know that was uh, possible. But that guy, what's that guy called? His name's LA? Kevin Kelly. Uh, he he seems uh, strange. All right, say. so this is what you're going to do. You're going to go and watch. You're going to look up Nail's real voice after we're done. 
And you're going to see that after they take away the distortion of the nail's voice, he just sounds like a guy from New England <laughs> with a kind of high pitched voice, kind of loses the luster of the old nails character. <laughs> but I'm always like, um, like WrestleMania 10's another one. Why didn't they just do Hart versus Luger? I, I, I've never understood why. Because if you remember, uh, I don't know if you've, I'm sure you've seen it. There was like a WrestleMania 9 press conference mm-hmm. where Lex Luger jumped Bret Hart at it. Yeah. And uh, it led to nothing. And nothing. I always thought that would have been my Mania 10. Yeah. And that, that thing that you mentioned before, Shawn Michaels gets in a, in a backstage brawl with Mr. Perfect, therefore ending the Mr. Perfect Lex Luger feud, starting the Shawn Michaels Mr. Perfect feud. And Lex Luger is just, okay, I just attacked the world champ and I got nothing <laughs> except for I'm going to be uh, changing uh, sides soon. But what are you going to do? Oh, God. But see, the, the, that's the shit that I'm all like when you hear about uh, how Jake the Snake in the early 90s, every storyline he tried to go for was shut down. Right. And then uh, there's the story about how uh, when Shawn Michaels became world champion, he was his first feud was supposed to be Scott Hall in a ladder match, but then he he failed the drug test and ended yeah. up uh, leaving for the WCW. Right, yeah. And he was going to run through the click. It was basically every guy that uh, he was buddies with was going to get a shot at the belt and that was Brett's problem is that he's dropping the belt to him but all he's going to do is work with his friends and you know blah 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 leading yeah. to something that happened <laughs> no, well, no at why. least Brett doesn't bring that up much no no and, and, and you know what you ever watch those uh, sit downs with the two of them from a fuck, like I don't know like eight years ago yeah Brett Everything remembers it. Photographic memory. Shawn Michaels is sitting there with his dumb cross eyes, not knowing what the hell's going on. And, oh, I, it could have happened that way. I don't remember. I have uh, Brett saying it. I guess that it probably uh, was the way it went down. <laughs> yeah. But see, that, that's one of the things about Brett Hart. He's this legend, but he's also incredibly dull. I don't know. I love me some Brett. So mm. he's dull, but I mean, he's the thing is, all right, if he's, what do you mean by he's dull? Explain. Uh, like, um, like he like like as you say, he remembers his shit in vast, vast detail, and fuck me, will he go into it? I think like, he's like he, he's like a low key, like I don't know, he's he's a low key like ball buster with it though. Like it's like it's his ammunition. So's uh, Tom Hiddleston. Get it? <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> uh, he plays Loki in the uh, Oh Thor. god, okay, yeah. See, I mean Look, I tapped out on the superhero movies uh, probably after uh, uh, the Dark Knight because I, I'd like I'd like to say I like superhero movies before they were actually a thing, you know, before they were cool. That's how cool I am. This interview's over. <laughs> oh, I'm looking right now. I'm looking at all this Silver Age uh, comic stuff in front of me. So don't uh, don't hate on a player. Uh, before we uh, we say goodbye, we gotta chit chat. We gotta shoot the shit again. Me and you never did a show like this together before. Again, I didn't even know how much you would want to talk about wrestling because you got such a, uh, a comedic timing to you that you don't have time for uh, for wrestling like uh, a bunch of these other marks out there. But tell me about your experience with all the get my go stuff. Like, are you? Can you believe it's been going on for almost a year already? I, I can't believe it. Yeah, because it feels like a days of your life go by as you record <laughs> one. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the thing about Get My Go is, right, I, I do enjoy doing it, and I think it's a very funny show to watch, but 
I think the big mistake is in people like me or Joe being on it too often. Uh, I know, I'm speaking for me personally, if you click on any six or seven episodes randomly I'm on, I'm saying the same shit. It's hard not to, though. Yeah. But but I think that, for me, it starts getting dull and repetitive to watch me on it, so that's why I don't go on much. Plus, they recorded on my one day off, uh, and I just think it's better to mix it up. Like, like it doesn't always need to be me. It doesn't always need to be Joe. There, you do need Durban because he's a fucking great host. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, if anyone's a wrestling fan, Mike Durban on his podcast, the Mike Durban Show, just interviewed Vince Russo on the new episode, and they talk about the top five of the Bangles. <laughs> and if you turn the volume up enough, you can hear. Vince Russo and Mike Durban, Durband get hard-ons at some point. <laughs> yeah, I could see that from the preview where they're talking about Susanna Hoffs. So it's a little, uh, you get a little creepy uh, with the uh, with the talk there. Uh, I completely agree with you though with what you're saying about. I mean, look, I get when if they ask me to come on, if I'm free, I'll do it. But I also realized I wasn't on the first 19 episodes, and I really yeah. enjoyed the first 19 episodes <laughs> up until I start popping on. And that's not to say I don't like doing it. The thing is about repeating yourself. You're basically watching the same thing over and over again, so it's hard not to use the same critiques because it's the same shit being said exactly. on all these things. And it's like the one fascinating part about this, and and me who had, I mean, I point this at you. You at least talk to these guys, or at least you know, uh, uh, Winglin. You talk to him. I never had any association with these guys. I, I never, I never got to know them. I never did shows with them outside of one interview where I was a guest on their show. Each, I did meet him in person, but you guys, it was like you guys have like, a, like real, like an axe to grind. I just popped on for the parody side of it because I thought it was hilarious. You guys were like Aunt, Opie and Anthony October, and that's what really drew me to the show. Yeah, no, but they the, the, see the problem with it is that I think it's taking kind of a dark turn. Where uh, I don't think anyone would say that they hate John Wangland. It was just like, uh, this guy's a dickhead. Let's make fun of him. He's so bad at hosting. But I think that with, with Chris Martin, the, the fun's gone out of it because it's because like, like if somebody's going to fake having cancer just to get Conrad Thompson to retweet them, it's like, you know, you're a piece of shit and that's karma that's going to fucking get you. I think it's gotten pretty good so far. Uh, but the, I mean, how much money he got from those, uh, those scams. I mean, it's, it's kind of unfathomable that it would go on that long, but the fact that there's so much content to be going on nearly a year, you know, maybe it's time to move on to other targets. I think that there's a lot of room to, uh, to find some other folks. Uh, but yeah. it just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. If they keep doing these shit shows and, yeah. And I gotta say, I don't think there's any self awareness. I think they think their shit is good, and that's why they continue to do it. Yeah, that, that's the thing about it that's so shocking is that you'll see Wangler and Martin tell a joke, and then they will laugh at their own joke before anyone else responds. Yes, and it's like, it's like, oh my god, like, like I'm okay with people with the big ego. Uh, like John Paws, uh, the, the kind of guess he gets, you get to record with Francine. If I did that, I'd have no cum left in my balls. <laughs> uh, and I don't mean that in the rude way. Uh, that's something you can boast about. These guys have nothing. If I fucking had a life, even 20% of what Chris Martin does, I'd kill myself. Yeah. 
yet he's going on there and he's uh, uh, inspiring us all. I don't get it, but that's it. But but bringing up John, you know, for six years that we did the show together consistently, literally the work ethic never changed uh, on any aspect of what we did. Right. But these are also the same conversations that he and I had together as friends for 20 years now brought to the, the, the main stage with now the guests of the people we've been talking about. And it's been able to grow. It's grown over six years to this empire with all these different spinoff shows. He's working with Dutch and Sullivan. I'm working with Francine and all doing all this other random shit on the side. These guys somehow got worse over yeah. the course of Get My Go. That's and that's and the thing is they're so unaware. It's like it's the Tony Khan effect. Oh yeah. Is it like all they've got to do is like to be honest, we are making fun of them, but we're also giving advice. Like if you're gonna edit something, you edit with headphones on so that you know what it sounds like when someone listens. That's how you get your audio levels fixed. And they refuse to do it. And uh, but I, the, my whole problem is like, is it anyone who can't <clears throat> admit to being in the wrong when they're caught out? That's weird. Like with keeping one hundred, I clickbaited the fuck out of that YouTube channel because we had it for like six months and we were getting no views. We had like three hundred subscribers. So I thought, right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cheat and I'm going to trick people into clicking on stuff. And at the minute, we've got over 14 million views. We've got over 26,000 subscribers because that's what I – and when people go, oh, you're clickbait, it's like, yeah. Yeah, and it's working. Yeah, and it's working, and uh, we're making money from it uh, pretty decent. Well, not decent, but it's uh, it's a nice four figures. Yeah, it's look, it's YouTube money, and anything that you make from YouTube and sitting at your, your computer is easy money. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, you do a great job with it and I can see how the evolution came from clicking on the thing and hearing your voice pop out in the background and being like, well, so let's remember not to come back to this channel because that's really annoying to then grow it and literally seeing like, oh, uh, you know, Disco Inferno buries the shit out of the young bucks. You click on it and he's like, oh, you know, they were okay. They weren't really great. It was uh, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, what was that? It works. Yeah, but that's like even even with Francine, I had her a guest on uh, my show, which is It's Usually Hello, available on iTunes and Spreaker. And uh, because of that, I was able, because of that interview, which went great, I was then able to clip it, put it on my personal YouTube channel, and it got thousands and thousands of yeah. hits per clip. And it's like, it, it works, and I'd love to sleep with her. Hey, look, it does work. I'll know, I'm going to no-sell the second comment, but it does work uh, for sure. Um, you know, and to me, I just, you know, I could do it too. And I just don't have the effort in me right now. I got too much other shit going on, but you do a great job with it. And anytime I'm trying to find stuff for us, I usually go past your videos. So there you go. It's in the algorithm of Francine uh, <laughs> videos. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is, I think that Francine, that I think that you, you two should take like a month or two off from the show. Just to specifically go through each one of the episodes and oh, you have no all, idea. Make all these clips and then because because of the way she looked and still looks, yeah, all the marks will go on the video and be like, oh, hello, Fred soon. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have no idea. We we we'll, we'll talk off air about it because I don't want to uh, open up a can of worms on the uh, the TMPT Empire uh, 
uh, airwaves. We'll keep it at that. But uh, yeah, man. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll say goodbye. How about this before we'll bring it back to the new generation? Uh, I say the top five guys of the era. It's uh, or I felt like the five faces of the new generation. Brett, uh, Diesel, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. Out of those five, who's the uh, the the true leader of the new generation? It's gonna be Shawn Michaels. Uh, at the end of the day, he he is going to be known as the best wrestler ever, forever. We just happen to witness it. Like our great great grandkids, <laughs> I don't have a penis. What am I talking about? <laughs> They're going to talk about him the way people say. No, Muhammad Ali was the greatest boxer ever. Not even talking about the political stuff. He just was. And, and I think that with with Shawn Michaels, the the older his matches get, the more beloved and classic they become. And uh, the, the new generation era, like it wasn't massively watched, but it's now going back in people's mind and they're going no it's uh fucking great yeah unfortunately you know it's kind of weird the uh the generation that's coming up now would be getting raised on the attitude era and after so the new generation if you're watching it you're basically going and watching the classics now which i, I can't believe because i don't think it feels like it's that long ago but it's a relic you know and Shawn michaels uh yeah absolutely i could see him being up there for the uh, the leader discussion so all right you plugged it enough what else you got before we uh, we say goodbye uh keep check out keep the 100 official on youtube uh, check out Hughie Entertainment on YouTube to see some Francine videos. She talks about some pretty uh, interesting topics, such as her very awkward backstage issues with Vince McMahon, yeah. <laughs> uh, that really weird Rick Rude incident, which basically he sexually assaulted her on live TV, uh, all kinds of stuff. She looks amazing in it. Uh, go click on it, say nice things about her. Just don't cross the line. Yeah, don't. Uh, it was the '90s. That's why he could get away with it. It was. Uh, we'll just say it was the '90s. That's why. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, your latest episode, uh, Chad Zumach, uh, great uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, you know, I've heard a couple of Chad Zumach uh, bits. So check out the uh, the uh, the It's Husey Hello. Uh, now do it now. What are you waiting for? Uh, is that it? Twitter? You got everything? Uh, at the Hughie on Twitter and at the Hughie on Instagram. Message me if you want. I generally don't reply. Yeah, don't do it. And you probably say something nasty or snarky back, and you'll probably feel bad afterwards. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, for me, it's at Chad EMB on Instagram and Twitter. Website is ibexclusives.com. The TMPT Empire website is tmptempire.com. Check out the Russo brand where you get all the extra TMPT content, including the Triple Threat podcast with the franchise. Shane Douglas, myself, and my partner, JP, John Paz. Uh, and also eyes up here with the Queen of Extreme, Francine, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Francine podcast, and simulcast weekly on creative control so all right well we'll say goodbye to mr lockdown here we're gonna go have our debate about opie versus anthony now on the off-air portion of new generation declassified so for uh it's husey hello this is the chadster we'll catch you on the flip side thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling what the world is downloading